Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. What's going on, everybody? We back at it. Week two. Sports for you, John and Mark. Special guests, as always, Nick Freeze in the building. Mark was good. Was all good. right, all right. Was all good, right. was good. Of course, on the board is the great producer, the architect of Townhouse Media, Mr. Ben Reddy, always. Yo, yo, yo. Good to see you again, brothers. Not to get into this week. Had a good, fun first week. Had some laughs, had some serious talk. We're going to go keep the momentum going. Thank y'all for downloading. Keep downloading wherever podcasts are available. Spreaker, Apple, Google. Spotify, you find us, you find sports for you, townhouse, media, everything. Let's get into it. It's been a, a real heavy week. A lot going on still, a lot of unrest racially going on in our country. Let's talk about the big story that started Sunday night. First of all, let me wish Happy Father's Day to my man, to my brother. Good looking, man. Happy Father's Day to yourself, too. Thank you, thank you. And I want to say happy... Uh, Happy Daddy's Day to everybody who's been called Daddy in the bed. Yes. Hallelujah, holla back. Happy Father's Day to every man, every father that's listening. All the girl dads in the memory of Kobe, salute. And all the sons who are raising sons, salute. Salute, salute. So let's get into the story that that's taken the country by storm in the sports world, starting in the world of NASCAR. We don't talk a lot of NASCAR on this podcast, but this story has been a national it's been a national story, and that's the situation with the Confederate flag and Bubba Wallace. For those who don't know, Bubba Wallace is the only black NASCAR driver, and he has taken a stance that he wants he wanted the Confederate flag banned from NASCAR events. He didn't want people bringing it to the track or anything. At NASCAR heard they. And they have officially banned the Confederate flag, even though I didn't stop people from flying over NASCAR events with the flag, putting it on their car, the hood of their cars. But this brother is standing on as the only brother in, in NASCAR, and he's fighting the, and he's fighting the fight for social injustice. He had his NASCAR his car. Paint had the black NASCAR and it had Black Lives Matter on it. He wore the I Can't Breathe shirt. Hey, let me, let me just play devil's advocate right, real quick. Go ahead. Is it is it cool for him to have the Black Lives Matter stuff on his on his car, but he don't want the Confederate flags on the on the other, on the white people's car? I can see that. I can see both sides, <clears throat> but I guess since he can have what I guess NASCAR gives them the. Gives them autonomy that, that they can have their cars decorated wherever way they want it, and it doesn't se- seem to be disrespectful. But he, for some reason, he he felt, and a lot of us felt the Confederate flag. We all know, no, what we it, are, yeah, no, we, we all, all know what it is. We all know what it is, right, 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 Most definitely. But and I, and I'm not ma- I'm not making a point for it, I'm right? Just, but I know what you I know yeah. what you're thinking. You're thinking <laughs> the minds of, of of certain people of of other races who don't think there's something wrong with having the Confederate flag, mm-hmm. but they'll think there's something wrong with this brother. Driving around, the, driving around the track with a Black Lives Matter deck all over his hood, all over his doors. But the brother stood. The brother was right. And now that gets to the big story. 
Now, on oh, they had the race in Talladega. Shout out to Ricky Bobby over, over the weekend, but it was postponed because of what? Because of because of bad weather. But come to find out, someone found what seen what has been labeled, and we all ain't no label. It was a noose in the in the garage where Bubba Wallace's car was. Now Bubba didn't see it. Obviously, someone in the pit crew who was in there saw it. They brought it to the attention of the uh, to the higher ups, and NASCAR is doing an investigation. Now their investigation is still ongoing. Let's just get there because there's more to it. The FBI got involved, and today, maybe about say about three hours ago, the FBI released this statement, and it reads. As I'm pulling it up, there we go. There we go. On Monday, 15 federal, 15 FBI special agents conducted numerous interviews regarding the situation at Talladega Super Speedway. After a thorough review of the facts and evidence surrounding this event, we have concluded that no federal crime was committed. The FBI learned that garage number four, where the noose was found, was assigned to Bubba Wallace last week. The investigation also revealed evidence, including authentic video confirmed by NASCAR, that the news found in garage number four was in that garage as early as October of 2019. Although the news is now known to have been in garage four in 2019, nobody could have known Mr. Wallace would have be assigned to garage number four last week. The decision not to pursue federal charges is proper after reviewing all available facts and all applicable federal laws. We offer thanks to NASCAR, Mr. Wallace, and everyone who cooperated with this investigation. NASCAR released the following statement. The FBI has completed its investigation at South at Talladega Super Speedway and determined that Bubba Wallace was not the target of a hate crime. The FBI reports concluded and photographic evidence confirmed that the, the garage door Pool rope fashioned like a noose had been positioned there since as early as last fall. This obviously well before the 43 teams arrived, which is Bubba Wallace's number, arrival and garage assignment. We appreciate the FBI's quick and thorough investigation and thankful to learn that this was not an intentional racist act against Bubba. We remain steadfast in our commitment to providing a welcoming and inclusive environment for all who love racing. Now, the president of the NASCAR was on a conference call after that. He says that they are still doing an investigation. Just just because the FBI's investigation is closed, they're not going to close their investigation. It's the right thing to do. Exactly. And and I want to know, why was the news there in the first place? Thank you. Just so happens, you know, it was for the, you say it was for the garage door? They said a garage door. If you go in, like you go into the garage door, uh-huh. the rope is hanging like on the side. So say you go into your garage, you hit the clicker, and the door and the rope is hanging where the ramp is, where the wheels are. First and foremost, even movies have shown us, you know that uh, that when white people get within these little these little like organizations within themselves, they like pulling little jokes like that on people. So you mean to tell me that it just so happens the one that he's going to happen to have the noose? Mm. The one, Just so happens, the one brother, and, yeah. And did they? And not to cut you off, uh, Nick, but did they have a? Did they release the video footage of the the noose already being there? No, there's some pictures, and very vague, where the one in October looked like the noose, 
And then the one from Sunday looked like it was just a hanging rope. Oh, come on now. So, you, so, so y'all, I'll let y'all go look for him. If you look for him, just Google or search, you know, NASCAR investigation, you know, Talladega, whatever. But it, it, to me, the BS meter is at 10 right now. It's beyond 10. Yeah, no. Nah, 10 is an understatement. No, nah, it was when they found that noose. So, exactly. But I got, but again, we uh, we applaud Bubba Wallace because he's, He's a one man. He's a one man band right now. He's the only black brother doing NASCAR, which is just in a, a, a total, anonymous, just total unique in its own to be the only. How many brothers you know named Bubba racing? I mean, come on now. Most Bubbas we know doing other things. Yeah, but, that's true. But that's <laughs> you know what, I'm saying? Well, well, what they doing, especially considering the way NASCAR be or doing making people shrimp, making shrimp boats. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Bubba Gumps. But that's but that but as we gonna get into the sports side, what you got? What you think, producer Ben? Barbecue shrimp, Creole. Cajun shrimp, Creole shrimp, shrimp shrimp, <laughs> shrimp stew, shrimp chow mein, <laughs> shrimp potatoes, shrimp fried rice, <laughs> deep fried shrimp. Oh, I had something that the other day. Some shrimp fried rice spot over there on Wilmington in hundred and one dub. That was. Over there on Wilmington, one hundred twentieth. Over there by KFC. Yeah, fire. Oh, yeah, man. y'all know about that. Come over to watch. That's where the that's what that's where some good Chinese food is at. You say on where? One hundred twentieth in Wilmington. Cool, I'll be there. Yeah, yeah it's real good. It's real good. Good, good Chinese food over there. Um, fire egg rolls. And yeah. then um, now let's talk about the other big story of the day. We got some breaking news. We got some breaking news. Uh oh. Now, if you listened to our podcast last week. Y'all heard me go ve- be very critical of Major League Baseball and the Major League Baseball Players Association. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I kind of let them, well, I, I let them have it. Uh-huh. They must have Rob Manfred or Tony Clark must have been listening to our podcast last week because we got a deal done in the last 20 minutes. Baseball will be back. Hey, there we go. We will have baseball. It's going to be a 60-game season. Players will report next Wednesday, July 1st, first of the month. Is Mookie going to report? Yes. We'll, we'll find out. I think we'll find out. I think, sounds so confident saying I that. Think he's going to, I think he's going to report because he's he's want to play for But I can see both sides of it because I know he's he's expected a big payday. He's probably going to get half a mil next, anywhere from 400 to 500 million Next, this coming off season. That's when y'all see me playing baseball again. I was like, man, what was I training? I'm training my son now. Exactly, smart man. I know people. I know, like Kyler Murray. I wonder what Kyler Murray be thinking. Like, man, yeah, I got the QB money, but man, I still was a top ten pick in baseball. But he probably, uh, probably loves football more though. He does. Um, but if that's what we did, they did get it the deal done. It still did not go off. Smoothly, everything was still negotiating in front of the media. Eventually, the they came with a seventy game proposal over the weekend. Players shot it down. Now they came to sixty, but they still had to agree on all the healthy and safety protocols, which we understand. Uh-huh. But the thing about it is, it shouldn't have took this. They had this agreement basically where all the salaries would be prorated back in March. All they need, if they knew they were going to play a sixty game season. They could have just agreed months ago. Y'all, the season would have started exactly on the 4th of July. 
But now they're not. They're gonna. They're gonna start the end of July. Be competing with the NBA. Probably competing with the NFL. That doesn't look good. When you could have had the you could have had the stage primed for yourselves for three good weeks. Yeah, it's, seriously. Especially on the fourth. There's no how no everyone. No one's not, everyone's gonna be home barbecuing now for the fourth. What's the fourth? Of, in the fourth of July. That's well, a, that's a holiday. That part. <laughs> it's a barbecuing holiday. Got it. That that part. <laughs> but that but like my point is shit like that. You know what I'm saying? There you, there you go, man. There we go. But that, but that's the point. They could have had the stage set for. They could have had them, even if the, if they started maybe on the first or started sometime between now and the next week. This, if y'all knew the whole time y'all were going to be paying these dudes pro eighty sixty games, I could have just agreed to this from the jump. I don't think it really mattered to them because I think baseball have their their fans right, and it's it's not going to affect the purists are going. The purists right. ain't going anywhere. They're not going to go anywhere. But the, the the casual guy, people like me, I only watch the Dodgers. Only time I watch the other team is during the playoffs, right? But, but from regular season, I'm watching my team. He's what you're watching your team. Producer mm-hmm. Ben's watching his team. Nick Freeze is watching his team. We're not watching. It's not like the NBA on Thursday night. We we're all tuning in on TNT. When, when it, all, it, it all depends on who playing. I'm not gonna lie. Okay, or what? Where to be honest? Or Sunday NFL? Are you on Sunday ticket? Or the red zone. But baseball really had a golden opportunity, but they didn't seize it. But we got baseball back. It'll be back starting July, around July 24th. Schedule will be out probably by this weekend. The players, catchers, everybody, pitchers, infield, outfield, bullpen, everybody. July 1st. They report July 1st. They report July 1st. And they're ordering players to report and, you know, stagger the players who report. So not everyone's reporting at the same time to try to. Eliminate the spread of COVID nineteen. The Phillies, they shut down all the spring training facilities, so all the spring training is going to be happening at each team's home stadium. So Dodgers going to be at home at Dodger Stadium. Angels be at Angel Stadium. Yo boys, mm. the Braves, they'll be at their stadium. So because all the facilities in Arizona, Florida were were shut down because of the spread of the coronavirus. And then here's another interesting thing: they still have an approved play in Toronto. The Blue Jays are a team that's going to be. Mm, they haven't approved. Didn't even think about that. They haven't approved. Yeah, I got the approval to play the you know have be being their own mm-hmm. facility. So this is still there's still not a red tape they got to cross. Yeah, but you guys got to think, man. That the bottom line is money, man. I said it. I don't know if it's on this show or no rules, man. We it, it, we in America, it's uh, um, everything's about money. It's about the the bottom line. So you know, as long as they can get out enough games to fulfill their TV contracts. It's going to happen. The same thing with the NBA. Same thing with the NFL. It's going to happen. But all, all three of those leagues going to have one big problem is that age uh, that age limit. Because, you know, there's a lot of coaches that are like 65 and older. So that's going to be a, that's gonna be, that's gonna be a big, big problem in itself. That's a good point. Like, that's going to affect everybody. Well, we are, we've already hired some co- coaches. I'm already done pushed back in the NBA side. Rick Carlisle, he's the head – he's the – President of the Coach Association, he's already spoke with Adam Silver because he did not like the comments. That's Jim Carrey, um, Alvin Gentry, he didn't like it. Dan Tony, a lot of coaches who were who were in their sixties, they was like, "You're you're not going to tell Greg Popovich. Greg Popovich ain't you ain't even tell Greg Popovich he got a coach from the locker room. It's not the Warriors with Kevin Durant, Steph Curry on autopilot, right? Yeah, exactly, <clears throat> right. 
This is a Steve Kerr with, with 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 a bad back, and he can just tell Mike Brown and Luke Walton and Luke Walton. You know, I'll be in the locker room for, in halftime. We'll go over the game plan. Just go, just run this play. Exactly. You pass to you, you pass to you, and just be on autopilot for forty games. No, this is we're dealing with something really different here. Which brings us to our next topic. We, we as we segue to the NBA. There's been a lot of talk about how this NBA is going to restart with the spike in Florida. That's exactly where the bubble is going to be for the NBA to restart July 31st. Players have to let their teams know supposedly by tomorrow, but that seems that's just like a not in set in stone deadline. That's just like a deadline to get up to the feel of who really wants to go. We've already heard Davis Bertans of the Wizards. He's not going to go. He's had some ACL injuries in the past. And he's due for a big contract this offseason. Mm, he sure is. Um, found out Trevor Reza, former Westchester Zone. He's not going. But I didn't like the news coming out the way it did for him. It should have been kept private, but since it's out there, it's out there. He's had a custody battle with with his for over his twelve year old son. Mm-hmm. And now he's got one month visitation. So he's choosing to take that one month visitation to be with his son. I don't blame him as well as he should. As yeah, he should. for real. Exactly. I don't have. I had no problem with it. I mean, look, I personally don't have a problem with a player choosing not to go. Yeah, it's your pro- it's your choice. That's real, especially with the spike of the uh, cases going up over there. Yeah. So the point is, but in situations like that, if he didn't want that out there, I get the media world was doing his job. Mm-mm. But that's something like that. Some things you just gotta be. A, you just gotta respect the dude's privacy. Just say he had a family issue and he wants to tend to that. You ain't got to say, okay, he's got he's got a one month visitation with with his son. So now we know that this dude got baby mama drama. We don't, you know, no might want to know that. But good bigs up to Trev. You know what I'm saying? Be with your son, and I hope everything works out well for the best for you. And and next, and obviously, and then it's also an economic, it's an economics to it because certain players who really reached. Financially, where they think they're going to reach, they're not going to be. They're not going to feel the rush to go run to Orlando to finish the season. And with Davis Bertans, he's expecting a big contract. He's probably expecting a a nice four year, eighty some million dollar contract this off season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a nice payday right there, especially for a player like him. And well, I know one place he probably won't be going. That's to the New York Knicks. I don't think I don't think no players should go to the New York Knicks. We're gonna, in the words of Rich Eisen, we're gonna go down to Dolan Wormhole. Oh man! So as you know, that we in our last one of the last times we met on the show, we talked about the Knicks before the pandemic, as we was you know getting up, getting everything situated. We talked about the the Knicks going under new leadership. They hired super agent Leon Rose from CAA to be the president of basketball operations. They bring in you. You you missed this conversation we had, Freeze. Um, Steve Stout, the mm-hmm. legend, record executive, branding expert, was not one of Nas's first man. Was Nas's old manager? He's been brought in as a branding consultant for the Knicks. Mm, and I didn't know that. Say it again, producer Ben. Are you fucking kidding me? And. He was on first take, baby, about three months ago. This is all before the pandemic. And he kind of spoke out of term about trying. he's been brought in to try to revise the Knicks image 
And like Mark said, they're the richest team in the NBA. Where do they need revising? They just have a horrible owner. Uh-huh. And producer Ben, you you concurred with it as well. Like, why are y'all bringing in a music dude to do to do basketball stuff? Yeah, that that don't make no sense. And let you know how lost they are. It really is. And 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 you, and I and I Dolan thinks he's slick. Okay, you bring in Steve Stout. You bring someone from the hip hop world, and you're trying to ingrace yourself with the black culture. We're not stupid. We can read between the lines. Uh-huh. Exactly. I mean, come on, dude. Just because you hire Isaiah Thomas and you you hire you hire black coaches, you got black GMs and but but we're not stupid. We can read between the lines. That statement you put out, my three year old daughter could have wrote something like that. That was terrible. Well, we talk about the Knicks because they are looking for a head coach, David Fisdale. Another L.A. boy, he did not last the season. He was fired. I mean, in, in his words, what can you do when you got five power fours on one team? <laughs> <laughs> I did not understand their offseason. Let's, let's run that by. Julius Randle, Bobby Portis. Taj Gibson. Taj. Every day, thousands of hackers try to steal your crypto. But Arculus uses air-gapped technology by forming a protective barrier that insulates you from hackers and secures your crypto. Order yours at GetArculus.com. Gibson, they had signed Marcus Morris. Mm-hmm. What? Um, who, what's the other dude? They, I mean, they drafted R.J. Barrett. He had signed somebody else. But like you said, like Free said, they have five power. They got a starting. They got a power forward at point guard, power forward at shooting guard, power forward at... A small forward. And they drafted a center, I believe. And who's actually very good. I forgot what I Mitchell Robinson. Yeah, he's Mitchell, very good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's good. Yeah, Lakers should have got him, but Yeah. Uh, but Charlie, y'all was good at center anyway, so it was good. Yeah, but yeah, so but like you said, the Knicks are just a, a walking disaster. And now they're in the news because they're looking for a head coach. It's been coming out that they that may be Tom Thibodeau, because he was the kind of Leon Rose. He would be a guy to bring in. He's been an assistant for the Knicks throughout the years. Mike Woodson, the former Knicks coach, who was the last real good coach they had. Yeah, seriously. Is being considered. He's currently still with the Clippers, if I'm not mistaken. That he is. Um, and it came out just yesterday. Former former Cavs and Lakers coach Mike Brown, who's, now, who's current Warriors assistant head coach, mm-hmm. is being looked at for the Knicks job. And then, Marcus, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this one. Yo, boy, your, your childhood idol in one's basketball, your favorite player, Hall of Famer, Jason Kidd. Again? Yes. Why? I understand why. Why, first? So... You do realize that there's this guy over there in Milwaukee. He has a contract that's expiring soon. What's his name? Giannis Antetokounmpo. Mm-hmm. And Jason Kidd was a pivotal part of him developing uh, early on in his career. Mm-hmm. And Giannis liked Jason Kidd as a coach, and he always talks about all the stuff he did for him. Mm-hmm. So that could be their way of luring him up over there. That's why he's with the Lakers. <laughs> 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 that's why he's with the he's Lakers. Look at his face, man. He's his face, too, That's why though. he's with the Lakers. But and you, that's why he's eventually going to be the head coach of the Lakers, because of Giannis. 
Mm, boy. Mm. Nah, we all we all know who's trying to get Giannis over there at 13. We all know. Yeah, the, the Warriors are over there trying to find Kevin Durant's replacement. And they've already been on little uh, Zoom chats with him and everything. So, I don't know. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> if he goes to the Warriors, you think people go kill him like they killed LeBron? No. Kill Giannis? No. No, no way. No, no. Le- LeBron never get killed. Um, LeBron can backwash yeah. in the soda, and they, and they think he's gonna spread it to coronavirus. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? LeBron can't do no right um, with some of these people. It's ridiculous. Mm. But yeah, so those are guys who are looking at being the Knicks are looking at as their next head coach. Um, good luck. And if as Free said, and the logic is the reason they want to bring Kid in as a way to try to bring in Giannis. Good luck. They should try to get Mark Jackson. I actually think that'd be a good hire. That you know, you know, for the uh, you know, he played for the Knicks. You know, that'd be a good look for him. Queens is on. Hey, there it is. That that'd be a good move. They should hire Mark Jackson and then uh, get rid of James Dolan. Then I think the Knicks would be moving moving up. As a Clippers fan, I understand how bad like a bad owner can do for your team. It, it could be it could be horrible. Yeah, it's a curse. Oh yes, it is. It's horrible because <laughs> no matter how good your team gets, your owner figures out a way to fuck it up. <laughs> we're gonna keep on the NBA front We got some more break That's more breaking news Breaking news Breaking Uh-oh. news Breaking news We do have a, It is official John work for SportsCenter? M- MLB <laughs> Well not Chef oh, if I, Give me that Chef If I had that Schefter money I would You know what I'm saying But MLB It is set Opening day July 23rd and 24th Will be when MLB opening day But back to the NBA front As we were talking about Um the restart. There's a lot of players who's going to be deciding if they want to play in the bubble or they just want to stay. And you notice that it's died down a little bit on the whole. Are they are players not going to go because they don't want to distract from social justice? It's kind of died down now, but I think it'll pick up more once players open up training camp to see where. We heard Lou Williams. He's fifty fifty. Freeze. How you feel about that? Your six man extraordinaire. He's fifty fifty right now. I mean, I don't blame him. Right. You know, this is this is something you don't play around with. You know, any I can't I understand completely why any player would not want to play in these conditions. Mm-hmm. Right. And you really can't just be mad at him for saying no. I mean, I've seen people like just go crazy on some of these dudes online because they don't want to play. And it's like, put yourself in that situation. Would you really want to put yourself at risk for like what? Possibly what? A couple of weeks worth of playing ball? Mm. Come on now. You can stay at home. And yeah. I've been saying this, yeah, I said it last week. I think all this is done in pencil. It wouldn't shock me by the time we find out who's all going that this turns into a 16-team tournament. That's what it should be. Just get the 16 playoff teams. Let's not get the teams who are fighting for that last ace. But like the Wizards, no disrespect to Brad Bill, John Wall. The Wizards are look. The Wizards wouldn't even be playing right now they're, if the regular season was going on. Come on now. They're 20 and 44. Come that's, on. That's dude. it. You're done. You're 20 and 44. Stay home. Five games out of the out of the eighth spot. We'll see you in December. Wait, 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 wait. Repeat what you just said. We'll see you in December. Twenty game, twenty and forty four, and my five games behind the Magic for the eighth spot. So they are more than twenty games under five hundred. Yes, and they are five games behind the eighth spot. Yes, that shows you how trash the Eastern Conference is. Ooh man, damn Eastern Conference. And then you look at the West. Obviously, all the. the the Grizzlies are a game where just, you know, they're flipped, they're back and forth, they're borderline 500. But Pelicans, Spurs, Kings, Suns. Get them out of here. And the Blazers, all under 500. Get them out of here. 
Just keep the just keep the playoff teams. Look, everybody's above five hundred. Just throw them in the tournament. Why not? And and like this, and figure it out from there. The less the less people you have in the bubble, the more the less the chances go down of anybody contracting hey, coronavirus exactly. or spreading it to somebody else. And and I think, like I said, I think this is all done in pencil. By the time we get to the middle of July, this could be a we could be having a whole different conversation about where this is going. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree, hundred percent. And we'll talk about that. Let's move over to another sport that has to consider restarting. That's the NFL. Ooh. Oh boy. We're trying to figure this out. Sean McVay of the Rams. He's saying, "How are we going to social distance when we're playing football?" Uh huh. So, I guess. You're gonna. Uh, so I guess his point is: is our team just gonna let Aaron Donald sack their quarterback without blocking him? Yeah, that's the way it would be. It'll be. It'll basically be like seven on seven. It's basically, we're gonna play flag. How, how are we gonna practice social distancing? With a, on a, with playing football, we you have to be in the trenches. To have to be in the trenches. It's a contact sport. I mean, it's a collision sport. Do y'all think that the NFL really cares about this Corona thing? I really don't. I don't think they do. No. Right. So <laughs> same thing with I, I don't think most sports do because until it really affects their bottom line. Yeah. So it affects their bottom line. When most sports bottom line is it, then that's when the that's when you see the the caring as they would say. But we'll see. We'll see. But let's get into a story that's been boiling on the, on the NFL front. There's a couple of stories going around. Jamal Adams. Mm. Star safety of the New York Jets, Mark. Pause. Don't say he's trash, Mark. Mark. Don't say he's trash. You say the Jets are trash, but don't say say everything about the Jets. He's not trash. Come on, Mark. Come on, Mark. Be real. I didn't even say nothing, my niggas. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> we, we already know what's about to happen. <laughs> we, 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 no, I fuck with Jamal Adams. Nigga, right. nice. Right, cool. Right, cool. Just for a stupid okay, ass we, team. We can we can give me and Freeze and get rid of the disclaimer on that one. Yeah, <laughs> nah, he just played for a stupid ass team. That's all. I, I can agree. They're, they're, yeah, stupid franchise. Yeah, Jamal Adams has requested a trade. Just in the season. For he's in his um, well, he's in his fourth year. He's won a new contract. He wants a new contract. But we all know the value the 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 value for safeties is not you know people ain't paying safeties like that. Mm-hmm. Unless no. you, you you if you gotta be like Ed Reed, Ronnie Lott, Palomalo status to get big money to be a safety, you're not getting twenty million. Safeties aren't getting twenty million a year, right? That's just so he's gave a list of teams. One of them teams happened to be the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, Jerry Jones, fuck you. You want to see Jerry? Nah. Are we going to get into him as well? What? what? You want to see Jerry? You want to see Jerry? Are you fucking kidding me? You want to see Jerry? <laughs> nah. nah. I ain't seen Jerry or nothing. I ain't seen nobody. Y'all getting into Jerry? Nah, nah. We, nah, 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 We ain't nah, nah, going to. No, no, no. We got something to say about Mr. C. CB. Here we go again. Once again, the show is sponsored by Pepsi. <laughs> okay. But we're going to talk about the Cowboys. Jerry Jones. Oh, Demarcus Lawrence. I ain't forgot what you just, what you said. That ignorance you spilled. But we'll get into that. But let's stay on Jamal Adams. He's one of the teams he has requested a trade to is the Dallas Cowboys. There's the Baltimore Ravens. Also, what do you do if you're the Jets? 
You pay this dude, you trade him. I mean, I was trading because we sorry anyway. Reese? Well, it's all the well. They already traded. Uh, what's his name? Leonard Williams away. So it's not it's not far fetching in the trade. I'll trade him. You know, you got you a franchise quarterback. Go ahead and trade this dude and try to get get him some pieces on offense or Wait, something. Who's their franchise quarterback? Well, for them, it's their franchise quarterback. Come on now, Mark. Mark, man, come on, dude. See what Sam, we see. Sam see Darnold's we, not that we, bad. We, we, you see what we're saying, man? Let's ask the question. <laughs> Sam Darnold's Sam, not that bad. Sam right. Darnold's like, dang, can I catch a break right now? I mean, D- didn't he have like some type? What, what happened to him last year? He got he got mono. Yeah, that's that's horrible. That's a kissing disease. <laughs> Like how you get that? That's crazy. He was kissing. Who who was you kissing, dude? Dudes. (laughs) (laughs) This message brought to you by Pepsi. Service with a smile. Boy, well, how do you? I didn't funny. even know that. I didn't even know that disease still existed. That's one of the more nineteen. Well, nineteen. That's, you gotta get that one. Like in the, that's like one of those nineteen sixty seventies in Studio Fifty Four type diseases, dude. How do you get mono in twenty nineteen? Yeah, that's crazy. Don't put you nothing past the Jets, man. I guess so. Only the Jets. <laughs> Only the Jets. Only the J E T S Jets. They are and they are M E S S. But speaking yeah. of the Cowboys, Dak Prescott. Rain Dakota Prescott. Y'all know that was his real name, right? Who? Yep. Rain Dakota Prescott. That's Dak Prescott's real name. The Dak is short for Dakota. His first name is Rain. Let's just stick with Dak. Dak Prescott. Sign his tag. Yes, that, yeah. That, uh, that's why I said, like, dude, the dude name is Rain. <laughs> I, that that conversation goes so many ways, but I'm, but God bless. I'm not gonna speak ill on the, on the person's mama, knowing that his mama's deceased. I'm not gonna. Yeah, we gonna stall him out. I'm gonna stall him out. God bless his mother. Yeah, who lost? Who lost? The, who lost the battle? Who lost the battle? And he it was, but the, the boy name is Rain. His full name is Rain Dakota Prescott. Cowboy, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Come on, Ben. I know you want something to say. <laughs> that says it right there. That says it right there. But on the series, and I want Dak Prescott. I, we're trying to. It, 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 this, is good, this is good. This is having a lot of release therapy right now. What? We're getting ignored. Is that the name of this episode? Release therapy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we have too much fun right. We're having too much fun right now. All right, all right. But on the set, Dak Prescott, he signed his franchise exclusive franchise tender, thirty one point four million. Mm-hmm. So he's under contract through this season, twenty twenty. He still can get traded now because he signed the contract. Now, if he didn't sign the contract, I think the Cowboys could have reneged on the deal and probably. He would have been a free agent, but we've seen these quarterbacks get these big deals, and the teams suffer because they're not able to put quality players on their O line, the receiver, on the outsides, the receivers, edge rushers, you name it. The teams the seem Ravens. to be hamstrung. Joe Flacco, Ravens. 
killed him, giving him that contract. That's a prime example. Have been hamstrung and they can't build teams. Jerry Jones, who is still silent, we're still waiting to hear from him. Still waiting to hear from you, Jerry. Why? What? What? Well, we're gonna get into that because Demarcus Lawrence said the same thing. But what do you pay him? What is he worth? Do you do do you go to Kirk Cousins route? Franchise him because he franchised him this year at thirty one. Then you franchise him next year at thirty seven. And he goes into the open market. Or do you just try to see if you could get him to take a, a hometown discount and, and, and sign? He wants a four-year deal. Uh-huh. I think the Cowboys want to give him a two- or a three-year deal. Mm. I can understand a two- or three-year deal. You don't know how uh, – and you don't want that fourth year him to get, be getting paid 35, 37, 39 million and – his, his, you know, he he's on the decline. And this thing, Dak Prescott just became the seventh highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Wow. The seventh? Seventh. At $31 million? Yes. Is six quarterbacks making more than that? Yes. And most of them didn't make the playoffs last year. You look at what the Seahawks, how they've suffered. They said the Seahawks haven't suffered because of Russell Wilson's contract. They kind of have. The Rams with Jared Goff. You look at the Eagles with Carson Wentz now. Vikings with Kirk Cousins. These are the guys who are paid more right now than Dak Prescott. Who, who are paid more than Dak Prescott. I think Ben Roethlisberger is one of them as well. There's seven. There's six quarterbacks who who make more than Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott is now a top ten paid quarterback just for this season. They paid Amari Cooper. They've paid Jalen Smith. They paid Demarcus Lawrence. They well, they let Byron Jones go to the Dolphins. They couldn't afford him. Huh. The Cowboys. You paid Zeke. The Cowboys. That's crazy. They in a predicament where they drafted too much talent. Right. That's yeah. that's all they probably they drafted like a, too much talent. They couldn't afford it. That's an oxymoron. You would think, but Jerry, he's guilty to a fault when it comes to certain players. Yep, and coaches. Yeah, he ain't had a real coach since Jimmy, but it's just Jimmy Johnson. What was it? Wasn't Tune Up over there? Mm-hmm. Well, okay, I take it back. Since yeah. Parcells. Since yeah, Par- I'm about to say the was over there? You're right, since Parcells. Because obviously Parcells and, J- and and Jimmy Johnson, they don't they don't bow down to, to Jerry. They don't kiss the ring. And we all know what happened with Parcells because he left because he told him, I don't want T.O. in my locker room. And you went and signed him anyway. He went and... Parcells didn't like T.O. so much, he wouldn't even say his first name. He called the dude the player. Yep, I remember that. He called the dude the player. He said 81, or he called him your 81 or the player. He wouldn't even never reference this dude by name. Because like, he didn't want he did not want that dude in his locker room. So if, if you're the Cowboys, let me ask you this. If you're a general manager, what do you pay Dak Prescott? Um, I'd probably give him I would want a, a two or three year deal. Like I, I, I want to see what you know. I, you haven't, you, you're a good quarterback, but you haven't proven anything to me. Right. So, <clears throat> I get it. You know, we, 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 quarterback is a position of need, but with or without you, I don't think that we winning anything. So, I don't think you, you, the deal breaker in a, in a, in a championship contender. No, most definitely because it's most definitely Ezekiel Elliott. Right. 
Because if he's not running for 100 yards and they getting two or three touchdowns in the game, they're not going to win. What's the magic number for guaranteed money if you're if you're if you're if you're Jerry? What's the what's the number you the most? What's your limit of how much guaranteed you're giving him um, per year? I'm, um, give, I'm for the for the old, the tighter the for the whole contract. If you what you say you give him three years, maybe about a hundred million. How much of that's guaranteed? Um, you'd have to for him. Ooh. You probably have to make like probably like about like between forty and fifty. Mark, that's what I about to say. Probably about fifty. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's not gonna be a cowboy. He's not gonna be a cowboy much longer. Yeah, but I mean, my thing is, is go ahead if you want to go somewhere else, go somewhere else. But you know, the the team will have buyer's remorse. Really, really are. So I think we'll see. Raiders pick him up. No way. Definitely. I heard. I heard. I heard they have enough a car out there. You want to hear true, true stuff, huh? Dak almost became the quarterback of the Broncos. He sure did. And guess what happened? He missed his flight to he missed his flight to his meeting. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? John Elway uh, wanted him as a quarterback. You know what they called him in college when he was at Mississippi State? Baby John Elway. Wrong. What? The right-handed Tim Tebow. He wore fifteen. Tebow was his idol. And they said he played like a right-handed Tim Tebow. He, he was he wasn't running strong like how uh, uh, Tebow was over there um, in college. He wasn't yeah, running Tebow yeah, over yeah, okay. Enough is that, that, is that a good thing to be called? What Tim Tebow? The right. All right we Tim had Tebow. enough. We had enough of Tebow talk. Well, yeah, it, yeah. it all depends on what you look at it as. If you're talking about like success and like that, I would most definitely want Tim Tebow's yeah. career. You want his career in college? Yeah, yeah that's, that's what I'm talking about. He's, college career? Yeah, most he's definitely one of the five greatest college quarterbacks. As far as successful, as yeah. far as most successful quarterbacks in college history, because they they won twice. He won a uh, Heisman throughout all that. Yeah, but they had a lot of talent on that team too. Remember that first year they won the when they beat Ohio State. He was coming in on he they they did. Urban Meyer had the pack had a Tebow package for him, and because Chris Leak was the quarterback, Chris Leak, dude. By the way, why are we talking Florida right now? Oh yeah, true. I stopped listening when you said Tebow package. I was, I was, I was out. <laughs> Ouch. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier... Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Man, that doesn't sound right either. Man, what is going on? <laughs> we got to get, we got to get, get one of those like Prince sounders, like some come like like.
Oh man. I try to limit the Tebow conversation because the Broncos were the team who took him in the first round. Dang you, Josh McDaniels. Man, that was that was that was smart. Let me tell you that day. I was watching it was because it was during the playoffs. So mm-hmm. I'm it was the first time the NFL with the prime time. And I'm watching the Lakers in the and um in the Thunder first round series. So I'm back and forth because I know the Broncos are come, are going to be on the clock. So they make the pick for Demarius Thomas. So I was like, man, we didn't get that. We could have got Des Bryant. But, okay, D, DT was cool. DT was cool. I turned back and my baby mama's mother, she texted me. Wow. I'm like, wow. Oh, Broncos must be on the clock. I swear I turned back. I'm like, no. Didn't y'all trade for him? Mm-hmm. Yes. They traded Ooh. up. I was like, no. And, and I'm seeing, we're on the clock, and I'm seeing his picture on. I'm like, no. I'm like, no. I'm like, and he's on the phone. I'm like, no, no, no. And then he's da- his dad went and gets the Broncos out. I'm like, are you kidding me right now? Yeah. We that's... really traded back in the first round to get Tim Tebow. Oh, boy. Tebow mania. And that's another, that's a segue to a story that I texted you guys. So we'll stay on, let me stick on T.U.O. Mania real quick. Obviously, and then we're going on to another topic, but I found out a story, and it's related to T.U.O. because the only way John Elway was going to be able to the, eliminate T.U.O. Mania was to find a quarterback who's 10 times better, and that quarterback being Peyton Manning. Found mm-hmm. out today that Peyton Manning, they're doing a piece on his free agency in the athletic. Mike Shanahan. Legendary Broncos coach at that time was coaching the Washington football team, whose name we will not say on this show. Um, said the, that they they were closer had they not drafted R, had they not drafted RG three with the second pick, or traded up to get the second pick. They were very close to signing Peyton Manning, the Redskins. Yeah, the Washington them mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. Who was on the team at the time? They had no quarterback. They really didn't. It's they true. were they were just horrible. But at that time, I mean, it wasn't really a bad decision. You know, Peyton was old, and he just came off the neck uh, surgery. And you got RG three. This dude just won the Heisman. You know, he was young. You know, they thought he would be a transcending quarterback, but injuries just screwed his career, and then he screwed himself up. So after that, it was done. Well, we got Peyton. Four years later, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl, and now hopefully Drew Lock can do this, can eclipse that same type of success. No. But we'll we'll get into that. Y'all Raiders, get out of here right now. Get out of here with that Raider stuff right now. But um, no. I want to talk about last. <laughs> we do we really want to go there right now? For those who don't know, Raider fuck go, the Jets. For those who don't know, our Nick Freeze, resident, Uzar's resident guest here on Sports for You, is a Raiders fan. That I am. Are you fucking kidding me? Yes, sir. As you know, I am a resident Broncos fan. Are you fucking kidding me? And the reason producer Ben is pre- keeps asking that is because he is a Chargers fan. Are you fucking kidding me? We got three fourths of sports for you right now who represent the AFC West, and Mark Lone over here represents the AFC East because he's a Bills fan. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> and you see why? <laughs> and you see why? <laughs> 
He's been tortured so much as a Bills fan that he can't take a jo- can't take a joke, man. Come on, man. Bills been trash since uh Thurman Thomas been gone. Ouch. Mm. Who we who we root for? Which <laughs> <laughs> one Chargers? Yeah. Who's for the Chargers? Yeah. I'm pretty sure right, we anyway. we had we had more better seasons than you guys. Anyway. Uh, oh, I know. I know where this is going for us. We need to back up. Anyway, we're not, we're, no, I know. I know where this is going. I know where this is going. I'm, I'm just going. I'm, I'm gonna ask you. I'm, I'm gonna ask you because I know where Mark is going. He just want, he, he just waiting for somebody to say it. What's that? Who's the Chargers quarterback? Right now, I yeah. Wouldn't, I wouldn't. Even oh, bring my, my man from um from Oregon. I uh, no, 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 no. He's he's quarterback of the future. Who's gonna be their quarterback come week one? I wasn't even talking about his sorry ass. Who? Tyrod Taylor. That's not bad. It's not good neither. <laughs> He took y'all to the playoffs. No, God, he didn't. Our, no, he didn't. Thurman Thomas. No, he didn't. Our defense did. <laughs> that nigga got to the playoffs and threw for 31 yards. <laughs> Sit your black ass somewhere. Hey, Brian Tannehill won a game like that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> a playoff game. <laughs> helps have, helps hey, have you mute me, man. <laughs> See? Nah, he's not muted. See? I was just laughing. He said the D took him there. <laughs> Whoa there. <laughs> Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! I, see, I knew. I, I, I know he, he always got. He always got. A, he always got a shot. He always got the clip loaded whenever somebody brings up Tyrod. Man, he really doesn't. Ain't nothing wrong with Tyrod he, Taylor. He, he, tell him that. Tell him that. I mean, y'all got uh, Josh Allen, so it don't matter about him no more. So he, y'all straight. He yeah, no, nah, I'm not really worried about that. I wasn't worried about Tyrod when he was a Bills quarterback. And y'all just traded for uh, what's his name? Um, Stephon Diggs. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a bad trade. No, it was a really good trade. Y'all gave up a whole lot of draft picks, but it wasn't a bad trade. Uh, I think kind of it's go balance out. So DeAndre DeAndre Hawkins wasn't available, huh? That's the same thing I'm saying. You no, that's, go- no, that's the same thing I said. <laughs> I put that in the group chat when it, when they announced that we got Stephon D. I was like, what? So I'm like, what? So I need a second round pick, huh? But I knew that trade was gonna happen because uh, be, well, before it got announced, uh, Josh Allen had tweeted something, and Stephon Diggs was like, let's work. Wow. And then, like a couple hours later, the trade was was announced. So, yeah, but I'm talking about the compensation. I'm, that Bills, that that Texans trade, man. Second round pick. So I guess Bill said, "Okay, I don't have." I guess Bill said, "Well, okay, we have we don't have a first round." What was the logic behind that trade? That trade did not make. Here's you the better. logic: Bill O'Brien stick to coaching. No, Bill O'Brien is an idiot. Bill O'Brien, exactly. Stick to coaching. He know was, your strengths. He was an idiot over there at Penn State. He was an idiot over there at the Patriots. He's an idiot. And what do you? He's an idiot. He's just known for yelling at Tom Brady. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I don't want DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, we won't get take him. We we don't want a first. We don't want a first round pick for for a top five receiver. They got, top five. That's he's like number number one, number two. He got a uh, easily. Yeah, he might. Yeah, he might be the best receiver in football. Yeah. So, well, so yeah, that's what our those are our fan loyalties. And producer Ben, since we're back now. I asked you this before we went on hiatus, before the quarantine and the pandemic. My Broncos made a acquisition for of a of a running back, and producer Ben was ready to say good riddance, and he had didn't have some nice suitable for work language to say to say about this dude. And you got to say some foul shit for that to be suitable up here. That nigga's trash. Yeah. For those who don't know, the Broncos signed Melvin Gordon, who was a former Charger. 
And as I stated, producer being ready, the architect is a diehard Chargers fan. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. I thought that was a fairy music. Oh, no, that shit gone. <laughs> I don't get why y'all signed him, though. One man's trash is, a, is, a, is another team's treasure, man. I, I don't understand the signing either, but. That fluke out of here, man. Because he was supposed to sign with Buffalo. Look, y'all have, y'all already had Philip Lindsay, who was like a steal because he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Y'all drafted uh, was it Royce Freeman? Yeah, he 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 didn't pan out. Philip Lindsay said, I'm, "I'm taking this dude's I'm, I'm I'm taking this dude's job." I mean, either way, y'all y'all was cool. I yeah, I didn't understand the move either. When I saw it, I thought it was a joke. Like, because I see that there were some people like in Milwaukee that was tweeting about like. Because you know, obviously Mel- Melvin Gordon's from from Milwaukee, and when, and there's some people like he's going to the Broncos. I was like, why would the Broncos do that when we when we gotta pay? Phil- Eventually, we might have to pay Philip Lindsay a, a decent running back contract. Yeah, and I saw what we did. I was like, okay, we'll see. I know what Elway's doing. He's trying to he's trying to fight fire with Kansas City. So that's why everything we did looked like it was basically focused to try to catch up with them. From signing Lyman in the offseason to the, just the way our whole draft panned out. Oh, yeah. Our draft most definitely was settled to try to kill with them. What were y'all thinking taking that cornerback with, the, with y'all second first round pick, though? I don't know what that was either. I, I don't think we should have uh, drafted him. I didn't even like the uh, the receiver we drafted. Yeah, I got the one from Alabama, right? Yeah, I, I didn't like him. Yeah, the, the one that's not Jerry Judy. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rugs. I was When I saw that, I was like, man, that's a typical Raiders pick. Because he's fast, exactly. Yep. But the other, um, do we draft the uh, uh, two other receivers too? Like the third or fourth round? Y'all got the dude from Kentucky. He's nice. Yes, he is. Lim, Lim, yes, he Lim, is. Lim Bowen, he's, yeah. And but the other dude, the other dude was like a little gadget let, player. Let Jerry Judy follow us, man. Y'all got Jerry Judy? Yes. Yeah. 49ers passed up on him too to take Javon Ken off of South Carolina. They was tripping. Hmm. I was like, oh, y'all know the receiver. They're going to take Brandon Ayuk. I was like, man, Brandon Ayuk's better. I'm like, okay. I don't understand why the uh, Cowboys got CeeDee Lamb. I, mm. I swear I said that in the chat. I didn't understand that at all. I said in the chat, I was like, I pray the Cowboys don't draft CeeDee Lamb doesn't fall to the Cowboys. I don't understand why they drafted him. Another thing. What's this thing where everyone just got to wear every receiver that comes into the league has to wear number 88 for the Cowboys? That's how it is. That's, that's what they think will be the chosen one. Man, please retire the number. They should. I don't understand why they have it. I don't Do they even retire numbers at the Cowboys? I know the Raiders don't retire numbers. Probably, well, obviously, probably well, white players. Well, well, obviously, well, Deion 21 ain't retired because Zeke's wearing it. They probably retire white players' numbers. I don't think Roger Starback number is retired. I think they don't retire numbers with the Cowboys. Aikman number not retired? There's no way, dude. Hold on. I'm about to look it up right look now. Look that up. I, I, there's no I way that, that dudes have worn Because Romo wore nine when he was with the Cowboys. Dak wears number four. There's no way they they have, they gotta have numbers retired. The Lakers' policy is they don't retire your number unless you're a Hall of Famer, which which makes a lot of sense. But Drew Pearson is wore 88. Obviously, Michael Irvin's wore 88. Des Bryant wore 88, and now CD Lamb's gonna wear 88. Mm. Only one of them dudes is made, is already well. Irv's already in the Hall of Fame. Drew Pearson, you could argue, he's the only member of the 1970s All Decade team that's not in the Hall of Fame. Mm. That's crazy. He getting the um he getting the same treatment that uh, what's his name got treated uh our quarterback uh Jim Plunkett no not Jim Plunkett uh Jake oh uh uh oh, 
my God. No, I'm tripping. Ken Stabler. Ken uh, Stabler. Sa- yeah. Kenny Stabler. You know, he that, got treated that, like that. That, that. that really sucked that he had that he goes in the Hall of Fame right that they waited just because he passed to put him in the Hall of Fame. I think that was foul, but that's yeah. a conversation for a whole nother show about yeah, Hall definitely. of Fames. Um June seventeenth last week. Wasn't it just you no know, another episode of No Rules with my man Mark and Ill Will, which you can catch every Wednesday? But June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, is a significant day in sports history. Do you remember what happened that day? Ninety four, June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four. That's when uh, uh, Jordan won the championship on Father's Day. Wrong. Well, was that, was that the uh, the OJ thing? Ding ding ding. Yep. June 17, 1994 was a collection of events and sports. That Actually, that was the year the Knicks and the, and the Rockets. Oh, 94. Yeah, you 94. Were. The Knicks beat the Rockets in game five. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. Game five yeah. of the NBA Finals. The New York Rangers in hockey had their Stanley Cup victory parade throughout New York. We don't talk golf, but Arnold Palmer shot his final round at the mat, at the U.S. Open. The World Cup had their first World Cup appearance in in the U.S. Brazil went on to win, but it was all centered around a slow chase of a white Bronco throughout Los Angeles. And OJ killed a white person. OJ Simpson's two white people speed low speed chase happened June seventeenth, nineteen ninety four, around a day around so many sports events that they even made a thirty for thirty. Mm. Made a thirty for thirty about it, which is a very good one too. It's titled June 17, 1994. And you totally forget. I remember being in the living room watching Game 5 of the Finals as a kid. And then it goes to halftime, and I see Bob Costa saying, go on the news about OJ. And then all of a sudden, you just go to the chase, and the Knicks and the, and the Rockets is in a small screen right in the corner. I'm like, what's going on? I didn't realize, well, why was this a big deal? <clears throat> boy, did we know. We never, boy, did, now we know why. I also heard uh, something crazy. It's funny that you brought that up. That I heard that on uh, Sports Radio the other day that um, I think one of the guys that was uh, one of the programmers or something over there at NBC, he yeah. was real good friends with OJ. Yeah, it was Dick Ebersole. He was the president. He was yeah. the president. He hired, he was he, Dick Ebersole, who's the, the, the former chairman of NBC Sports. Mm-hmm. What you got to say, man? Just what's say his, Richard. What's his name? The president? Yes. <laughs> Let's say Is his last this name Eversoft? Eversoft. <laughs> Eversoft. No. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Whoa. <laughs> I did not say that that bad name is Ever. That is. Wow. Hey, that was cold. That's wrong. <laughs> How are you going to do that to the same guy who brought us to XFL, man? Come on, dude. That's, that's, just, that's what I thought what you, you said. My nah, name is. Dick Ebersole, who's the president of NBC Sports, I'm gonna say it. Why are you slowly. trying? Why are you, why are you trying to skip over it? I'm trying to slowly pronounce it. I don't want this to be like the Steve Levy bulging disc joke. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I don't know if his real name is Richard or, but that's what I want to call. It. Well, you know, Mr. Ebersole, who's the yeah. chairman mm-hmm. of NBC Sports, who hired OJ. You know, when he used to be on NBC, used to have the NFL, had had a contract with the NFL for many years before they got back, before Sunday Night Football became what it is now. NBC just to have regular, you know, Sunday afternoon games like Fox and CBS and whatever. Mm-hmm. He was the one who called the shot 
to making sure that the Knicks and the Rockets game was in that close, that small square, and to keep the focus on OJ. And that day was crazy. I'm listening to people talk about it. You had John McKay, the legendary SC coach, great Jim Hill. They're on the radio because they want, they're on the radio pleading with OJ because they just thought he was going to, that he was going to pull, that he was going to pull the trigger to himself. And, and they're on the radio pleading with him, just hoping that he's listening. Don't do it. Don't kill yourself. And now I bring that up because Ford announced last week they're bringing back the Bronco. Wow. I've seen that. What? Wow. They're bringing back the Bronco. It was June 17th, right? No. July 9th. Oh, July 9th. OJ birthday. Bingo. (laughs) Wow. Who does? You got to tell them. You can't make this up. Ford is re-releasing the Bronco on OJ's birthday. Sounds about right. Yep. Wow. That sounds like a marketing. It really is. Great marketing. Mm-hmm. Hey, that's a 30 for 30 in its own. Hey, it's funny that you uh, brought that up. When I was listening to the thing, when they were talking about it up on the radio, yeah. they brought up a hilarious fact. They said the, um, the two uh, helicopter pilots... Are now transition women. I heard of that. I heard that. Make sure yeah, you heard us talk about it. Yeah, the two women, the two men. Yeah, who were the helicopter? Who were doing? You know, the heli- who were reporting from the helicopters? They're uh-huh. women now. They're they both are trans. Yeah, both, <laughs> they're both men now. They're both women. I swear, I wish I had that that button to just remove myself from this frame, like Ben did. <laughs> 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 hey, hey, that was crazy! It's I was weird. like, like who, who me? you can't make this stuff up." Because <laughs> even when the dude said, everybody was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> like you, that, hey, that's crazy. That was hilarious. Unbelievable. Well, speaking of the media, there's some beefs going on, and the, the media got beef. We thought hip hop had beefs. There's beef with with people in sports media. Producer Ben weeks ago sent me and Mark a post on Facebook. About a person that meet that we that get that we talk about not much, but obviously he gets talked about because he does he does say some of the most cornball things, and that's one Jason Whitlock. Oh my goodness! For those who don't know who Jason Whitlock is, Jason Whitlock's a longtime columnist, Kansas City Star, ESPN, Fox Sports, blah 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 blah. You care. already see how Mark feels about him, but. Producer Ben sent this to Lee because the word came. He was on the show Speak for Yourself with Marcellus Wiley, and it came out that he's no longer a employee of Fox. His contract expired, and reason was he said be, that Fox Sports prioritized undisputed and, and Skip Bayless's contract over his. Okay, what's wrong with that? I don't see what's wrong with it either. I mean, I mean they the they're the cash cow over there. They really are. So with, they were the cash cow. Well, Skip was the cash cow over there at ESPN. Yep. They lost a lot when they when he left from over there because everybody else started falling right in suit. They started leaving and going right up over there. So now everyone's wondering where was Jason went. Like he was talking about maybe trying to start a his own like version of the Ringer. Maybe, but nah, stop. He's he's working with. I'll kick the coverage. KKK. Well, they might as well be. OutkicktheCoverage.com, Trey, Clay Travis's website. And if those don't know who Trey, Clay Travis is, he works for Fox. He's a contributor. But he's real. He's a real flamethrower. He's real heavy right-wing conservative dude from mm-hmm. Tennessee. He'd he be on that show, that, that lock-it-in show, where they be talking about betting and gambling and stuff. 
and now Jason Whitlock is there with him. And over the weekend, him they had a beef with Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk because Mike Florio he's a he's very he's he's a former attorney, but he's liberal. But Jason Whitlock and Clay Travis called him out like you're so liberal, you defend Kaepernick and everything, but you don't have a black person on your staff. And you've never had one. Mm. And they just going back and forth. And I'm looking like the ignorance is real between these dudes. Man, stop. Be quiet. And now and they also brought up um, the situation with Oklahoma State. Ooh. We, we brought that up last. Producer Ben sent us that after last week. Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. This episode, well, Doug Gottlieb has some comments about, basically about Chuba Hubbard, you know, the demands and then the reports that Ohio, Oklahoma State players demanding they can still wear their earrings, listen to rap music. And, and the tweet came out and it kind of looked like it was not a, it was kind of race baiting. Where basically Doug was trying to criticize the players for wanting to wear earrings, wanting to listen to hip hop music and all and everything. And someone mm-hmm. pulled out the receipts for when he got caught trying to steal credit cards when he was at, either at Notre Dame or at Oklahoma State. Who, Doug Ali? Yeah. Is is out mm-hmm. there? Mm-hmm. I remember one time he he and Doug gets himself in trouble because he sometimes he likes to spit spit stuff out and like he came out and said that Roy Williams was retired. Did you know Roy Williams was retired? No. Have you heard anything about Roy Williams? And we're Tar Heel fans. I'm, I ain't heard none. Mm-mm. And Roy called him out after a game because someone immediately this was after this happened during the game and then Roy comes out in the post game and someone asks him. There's a report that Doug Godley said he retires. Like, How's he gonna tell me he's retiring? The dude played the game with his shorts on backwards. And he went, and this is well, this is a story. When Roy was the coach at Kansas, they played I was in Big Twelve. They played Oklahoma State, and Doug Gottlieb was the point guard at Oklahoma State. And he played. He started the game, and his shorts was on backwards. And the fans just start chanting "shorts on backwards" every time he ran up the court. And he didn't realize that he they was talking about him. So the thing is with media. It seems like in the wake of what's been going on in our country, everyone wants to be the everyone wants to be woke. I'm trying to despise the word now. I hate that word. I, 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 I despise it because I think people have made it too commercialized. Saying, "Hey, I'm woke," but y'all know what the whole definition is. And it brings us to like to everything going on with ESPN now. Now, remember, about three years ago, they put that edict in to stick to sports with the whole Jamel Hill situation when she went back at the president. Now she got suspended, but then she went back at. She was stating facts. Let's be real. She was stating facts. But she kind of, obviously, she went a little over, obviously, more than what she said, obviously calling him a white supremacist and this and that. And ESPN didn't want to be affiliate, want that to be like, okay, that's their, her opinion is what we think. Right, right. And that led to the whole stick to sports edict. That's that's completely understandable because you know that you know when you say somebody's a white supremacist, boy, that's that's one heck of an accusation, and it can it can get kind of ugly. Yeah, mm-hmm. even if it is true, if it's true, mm-hmm. no, I'm saying even if it is true, it's still just it's it's, it's very ugly when you put it out there. So it's she, very ugly being that too, most definitely. So obviously she's no longer no longer with ESPN, but she got the bag when she left. So props, 
But ESPN now, they've really shifted to this with everything that's been going on with the murders of George Floyd and Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and now Rayshard Brooks. They've been very woke. Obviously, the undefeated, it seems like every week now the undefeated has a special on ESPN about diversity and change now. ESPN's quoting Martin Luther King. They went as far as to wish Tupac a happy birthday. Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I've well, seen man. people like, you know, like Harry Champion, like Jamel Hill, like looking like, hmm. This brings me to the ESPY. Did anybody, well, the ESPYs weren't the ESPYs this year. It was a reward special. I didn't even watch it this year. No, so I, I watched, watch I mean, but I watched the. I watched it, so I wanted to see, okay, what was it going to be like? What are they going to talk about? So obviously the intro is Russell Wilson, Mega Rapino, Sue Bird, they're the host. And, you know, it was focused on Black Lives Matter. You've heard you heard them mention the words white privilege in there. They had another video led by Malcolm Jenkins in the video. It had a lot of white athletes from Breonna Stewart to um to you name them that uh, from a lot of from Breonna Stewart to Sue Bird and others about, you know, using your we need our white friends to stop, you know, and listen. And it's like crazy because everyone's saying, well, you and, ne- and Jamel Hill tweeted this out. You and I have told me you heard had heard the words white privilege come out of an e- uh, come out of the ESPY show. Mm. But this is what ESPN, it seems like they're late to the party right now. No disrespect to the worldwide leader. But this was what some of your talent was trying to get across. They why some of them left because they want to feel that freedom where they can say what they want. I mean, I've heard, I don't know if y'all heard, but they, uh, Carrie Champion and Jamel Hill are getting a show on Vice now, kind of mm-hmm. like Jesus and Hero. Yeah. yeah, I heard it. I heard about that. Shout out to them two black women. Yeah, so, yeah. So, and now ESPN's late to the party, and that's why I see like every day on first take, this has been a story. It's been a story now, but this is what y'all, 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 and your employees were trying to get to y'all, but now y'all speak on it, but. It is what it is, but I'm gonna get to my favorite part. Well, I've been wait, I've been waiting to talk about this with you brothers for, for the week. We obviously being on hiatus. We ain't had no sports, no games to watch, no highlights. But we had the last dance. We had the last dance. We had the last dance. Are you fucking kidding me? The last dance aired. Producer Ring, sound like you hating on the last dance, man. Did you hate the? Did you not? Did you, did you not like the Last Dance? Is that a movie with a? That's not save the Last Dance. No, not save the Last Dance. <laughs> oh, uh, oh, I, I, I don't know what you're talking about. But for those who know, the something Last Dance, something worth, something with dancing. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Last Dance, which was the document, the ten part documentary on the Chicago on Michael Jordan and the nineties Bulls, they. They chopped it up into five different into five Sundays, two episodes a Sunday. And first was episodes one and two. Obviously, episode one focused a lot on Jordan. We obviously him being going to North Carolina. The the shot against Georgetown. They showed when he James Worthy was probably the was at that time the best player at North Carolina. He sure was. And he said after two he said he he was going to back to the locker room, and Jordan just pulled him back on the court. Like, dude, come on. Wanted to play to do one on ones. Like, and Worthy's like, he's dreading. Like, memory, just go call it a day. But he wanted, but James Worthy said he knew there. I was on, I was the best player at North Carolina for two weeks until that dude came on campus. Mm. I don't believe it. 
But yeah. I, I mean, I think obviously when I think of Jordan, I don't think of North Carolina. I think of the shot. But I'm not going to come out and say that he was the greatest player. Out there. He's the greatest player to come out of North Carolina. He had the greatest success coming from North Carolina. But the greatest college player to me that ever came out of North Carolina was James Worthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's not a hot take. Jordan did not have a great college career. He had... He was he didn't win player of the year a couple of times, but he did not have he, the, he was very good. He was very <laughs> in North Carolina. He was very, I don't want to diminish what he did in North Carolina. He, he was, was very, very good. good. He was really after James Worthy, yes. After, but he was not the best player, the best collegiate Tar Heel in Tar Heel history. It was James Worthy. He's you where would you rank Jordan when you think of all the great players who put on the Tar Heel Blue? You think of James Worthy. You think of Sam Perkins. You think of Vince Carter, Antoine Jameson. You think of the – Antoine Jameson had a good career over there in North Carolina. He had a great career. Yes. Man, he – oh, man, he had a great career over there. Who had there. a better better career in Carolina, Jordan or Jameson? Jameson won a player of the year. I think it was my second. Jameson won a player of the year too. Yeah. Jameson won while he was there, didn't he? He didn't win. He, 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 was, he was number one in the country. Okay. They didn't win, though. That was the only thing he didn't want. He didn't want. He didn't. He didn't want to win, win the tournament. But he had him as number one overall seed one year. Who, who was there with him during that time? Was that? Uh, it was him and Vince. Him and Vince. Okay. Ed Coda. Ed Coda. Oh, that was a squad, man. Yeah, it shout was. out to Tar Heels. Real school. Real school ever. Just recognize. Uh, but back to what we were saying. Jordan' career in North Carolina was 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 really was really shit. Like I mean. I know we like to say James Worthy is the best North Carolina player, and I get it. Right. But I think we should take some time and, and go back and, and just, just just see what Jordan did. In North I went Carolina. back and his, was watching his, his the sophomore junior year. I went back and was watching those highlights today. I was watching the last. I went back and watched episode one, of the last dance today. Just when the pole practice scene with him in North Carolina, Roy Williams said that this dude's gonna. He said he he knew then. Like okay, this dude's going to. He's going to be the best player on this team real soon. Say so he was the greatest player you ever seen come out of high school that he ever recruited out of high school. And obviously, he goes to the Bulls with the third pick. That draft, eighty four draft. Akeem goes one. Sam Bowie goes two. In my mind, the only and everyone shows instead of showing Sam Bowie going two. They have to show that Clyde Dre- that Portland had Clyde Drexler drafted Clyde Drexler. Yeah, the th- there was no reason for him to draft Jordan. They already had Drexler. Yeah, there was a reason for you to draft Jordan. Not when you already had Drexler. At that, you got to think about it at that time. You really didn't need him. What did Bobby I mean, Knight you did say? Need you did need him. What you if, you find a place for Jordan. What did Bobby Knight say? Bobby Knight was like, "That's the best player I've seen when they when he when Jordan played in the '82 Olympics. Yeah. He was like, "That's the best player I've ever seen play basketball." It was like, "Well, Portland needs a center. Well, Houston needs a center." He was like, "Well, play him at center." Yeah. Bobby Knight, one of the greatest coaches ever. Yeah, nah, you 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 find a place for Jordan, and I, it's easy to say that now, but I mean, you, I, you can just listen to how some of the people were speaking about him then. Like, you, heard, you heard about that trade that almost happened? Yeah, with Houston. Oh man, now, yeah, that would Ralph, Ralph, Sam, Ralph Sampson would have ended up in Chicago. Yeah, mm. and you would have had Jordan and the King. Oh man, <laughs> oh man, that would have been that would have been ugly. The league would have been nasty. <laughs> The Bulls almost pulled off a trade where they would have sent the number where they would have sent Ralph where Ralph Sampson would have went to Houston for the number three pick. Mm-hmm. Because I think Ralph Sampson just got drafted either it was the year before, right? Ralph Sampson got drafted in eighty three because he because he was the number one overall pick. Yes, yep. When the, he's one of the great greatest players, seven four. Mm-hmm. 
And they got told by injuries. Yeah. Did y'all say Jordan and Lajuan? That could yeah, that, that, almost, that, that, that almost happened. happened. That was very close. Very close. That was on the NBA TV. What if they was like, yeah. "I'm gonna find it. I'm gonna send it to you." Yeah, that, that was, almost it, happened. It almost happened. That almost happened. Jordan it was and Akeem, close. the Rockets would have been. The, we would have been talking the last dance about Jordan and Akeem instead of Jordan and Pippen. That, that, yeah, it would have been nasty. <laughs> hey. You see, you're thinking about it now. You see, you see what me and Freeze are saying. Like, you hey, can think, that's like about eight to ten right there. That's eight really to ten it. championships guaranteed. My God, that's dude. ugly. It might have been more. Yeah. That would have been yeah, that would have been ugly. I think I think I think Houston would have won before Chicago won. Oh, guarantee! Oh my God, Cause, they probably would have won by year three because Elijah Wan was that nigga. <laughs> hey, people forget Elijah Wan won MVP and Defensive Player of the Year as well. Everybody focuses on Elijah Wan. The Rockets of the nineties. Oh my God! But people forget how good Keem was. The Rockets went to the finals in the eighties. Went to the finals in the eighties. They, I mm-hmm. mean, people forget that. But, and, and people said Jordan was the best player in the league by his. Third game in the year, third his third game of his, of his career, and Akeem would have probably been a top. And he and obviously everyone would be focused on Jordan, and and Akeem would have been one on one. I don't want to think about that. Okay, let's 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 go back to the last. Let's get back to the last dance. So obviously Jordan is drafted by the Bulls, but man, this is fucking crazy. That would have been crazy, dude. I gotta find that what ifs. We're gonna have to bring that up on the episode because that 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 what if series was crazy. Yeah, we should discuss a lot of those. Those those are crazy. Jordan. Oh man, you got me thinking about thinking about it. Man, I'm really trying to think. What would that right. look? So, remember they would have tried. They would have had Jordan. It don't matter. They would have had Jordan, Jordan and, and Elijah. The yeah, it, 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 it wouldn't have mattered at that point. And Rudy T. And who, I don't know who the coach was at that time. It wouldn't even matter who the coach was, man. Then Rudy T. comes around later on, and you get Ori and Cassell. And you Ken, get Kenny Smith, Kenny Smith, Smith. Oh, and Vernon Maxwell. Oh, my goodness, yeah, it's you don't trade. You don't even trade for Clyde. You don't even trade Otis Clyde Thorpe who? for Clyde. You don't even trade Otis Thorpe for Clyde. Clyde who? So you might have Otis Thorpe. They would have won a championship when Charles Barkley got there. Hey, this a bitch. <laughs> they wouldn't even got Charles Barkley. <laughs> yes, they wouldn't. I think they would have. Barkley would have been would have been Rodman. Would have been basically the equivalent to the Dennis Rodman trade. Just better on offense. My God, you yeah. would have had Akeem Barkley. All right, back to the last dance. This is fucking crazy. <laughs> I don't know why. But on the that. last dance, obviously Jordan gets drafted. Obviously, man, the whole story about the whole traveling cocaine circus with the Bulls. Jordan and Elijah one. All right, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a discussion that that is gonna occur as we talk about the last dance. We're gonna break yeah. down each each week of the last dance on upcoming episodes of Sports for You. But that first game, Jordan versus the Bucks, Sidney Moncrief. Was in the Hall of Fame. Sidney Moncrie was a very good player. He was a really great defender. My God. Yeah. And they he went at Jordan, but Jordan was like, man. I'm better than you. Yeah. Now. Yeah. But Jordan said it. Jordan said the only people only person who keep me under 20 is Dean Smith. And he really did. And then you go to the his first game at Master Square, Garden, torched the place. Mm. Wins rookie of the year, second year. Breaks his foot. They don't even look like he really hurt his foot. When you watch the play, they was playing. He came down. He drove, and he didn't even look like he broke his foot. And he missed sixty-seven games. He comes back. They put him on a minute restriction, seven minutes a half. After once they got to the play, and once they got to that guy's game, it was time to get in the playoffs. They was like, "You have to throw that out the window." Yeah, Jordan killed the nigga. That nigga went crazy. Like, yeah, you have to throw it out the window. That led to that series with Boston. 
he went crazy again. <laughs> People forget everyone focuses on the sixty three, but he had like fifty the he game had, before. Had, I think he had fifty five. He hit the double nickel the game before the sixty three point game. <coughs> fucking crazy. That was when players on losing teams were getting interviewed, po- getting the, the post game interview. He 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 bought and he told Danny Ainge they went golfing and he told Danny Ainge, I'm I'm I'm, I'm telling you, you know what what's uh, DJ's gonna killing DJ's gonna get killed tonight. He told him that I was out, and then. DJ couldn't start him, so they went with the Ainge. Ainge couldn't guard him. Then Bill Walton get, got kept getting caught in the pick and roll. He couldn't guard him, and he did it in the ones. Huh. Mm-hmm. And, and he did it in the ones. By the way, that's the most uncomfortable Jordan too. He did it in the ones. The move the, the between the legs, boom, boom, and just ah, how you, you can't make this up. Episode two focused on Scottie Pippen. Scottie Pippen had a real interesting life. Grew up in Arkansas. His dad had a stroke. His older brother broke his neck in middle school and was confined to a wheelchair. His dad and his brother his, throughout his whole life were confined to wheelchairs. He goes to Central Arkansas. He was the equipment manager. And he gets a scholarship. He was a point guard. Then he then he he ended up working out, ended up growing into, you know, growing into his basketball form and and sprouted, sprouted, then became, I think he was like 6'2". I think he grew like, I think he, and the next thing you know, he came back, he was 6'7". Uh-huh. And next thing you know, they still had him playing point guard. Yep. He gets drafted by the Sonics. That's something we also got to talk about. That what if. That 87 draft, remember, they got Scotty and Horace Grant in the same draft. They sure did. That's a heck of a draft. That's a really good draft. That's, that's two very good players. Well, one Hall of Famer, one very good player. And Jerry, I'm mean, God, God rest Jerry Krause's soul. They did him no favors in this. I didn't like that. They did him no favors. And we're going to talk about that more. Reinsdorf didn't do him no favors. Jordan didn't do him no favors. But they don't like him, so. And Scotty, obviously, he took a real bad deal. Seven-year deal of like 20-something million. 18 million. 18 million. That's basically like 2.7 a year. And Reinsdorf was selling him, don't take the deal. Don't take the deal. But with his family situation, he got his brothers, his dad, everybody, his family he's taken care of in Arkansas. His mother was still living at the time. And he took the deal. And obviously, the NBA... TV money started to kick in. He wasn't getting none of that. And it just bomb dropped. And actually, you know, Jordan Jordan wasn't even getting 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 big contract money either. He, he was. He well, was he was getting like he was signing one year contracts. Well I'm talking about well near the end, yeah, but he didn't get the during the, the first three Pete, he was on like a pretty generic deal. But and obviously, people talk about Scotty. I think mean, he gets really unappreciated for his role. I mean, the dude played number was the was probably is probably the greatest sidekick in NBA history. Yeah, was he? Well, he's well. Now, to this, who do you was he? Because that first three people Lakers, who's a sidekick? Huh. 
Well, my, well, 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 I'm not and, the right person and, to ask. I'm not the right person to ask that. My, well, and, well, wait, wait, what was the question? And that first three P for the Lakers, who was the sidekick? Well, well I'm not the oh, right. Curry per- was the sidekick. Well, I'm not. Well, 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 I'm not the right. I, 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 I exempt myself from any conversation about, 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 about the mind. But rest in peace. He, he, right, he was rest in peace. Yeah, yeah but he was. He was. Um, and then in Miami, who was the sidekick? Mm. We're talking about the LeBron. Mm-hmm. He Miami, right? Mm-hmm. D Wade was. Pippen better than D Wade. Let's not throw around Pippen was the greatest sidekick of all time. Okay. I respect hey. Pippen. I respect Pippen. Clay Thompson, the hell of a uh, sidekick, too. Game yeah. six, Clay. Game six, Clay. Yeah. When Durant, was there, when Durant was there, who was the sidekick? Curry. Dun, this dun, is turn, This is turning into a pretty interesting conversation. <laughs> we got to. This is how we going to. This is turning into an interesting conversation. We're going to pick this up on next week. That's not how we're going to open up next week. So make sure y'all download. But. And next week we'll get into episodes three and four. We're gonna talk about Dennis Rod with the rival of Dennis Rodman, Phil Jackson. But man, but boy, as we end, what would have been if Jordan had teamed up with a Kimon Rajawan? Well, as we gonna get on out of here, folks, we thank y'all again for listening. Mark Freeze, always my brother. Always, it was a great show as, as per usual. Make sure you download Spreaker. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you can find your podcast, you find Sports for You. You can find the No Rules Podcast, which will be on tomorrow with my man Mark and Ill Will and all of the Townhouse Media family. Make sure you check it out. And just remember this as we leave. For everyone who keeps saying that black that all lives matter, all lives do matter. But if black lives don't matter, then all lives don't matter. We'll see y'all next week. <laughs> <laughs>